We are born free. And we will die free. The time in between, though, that's complicated. In that time, governments, institutions, and our egos will limit our ability to find true freedom in this life. These are real stories of real people overcoming the odds, persevering in justice, and unlocking their potential. Welcome to Finding Freedom. Here's your host, John Oderman. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Freedom right here on the Lions of Liberty podcast. And really excited today to introduce you to today's guest. Before I get to talking about today's guest, though, I got to get through a couple really important housekeeping items here first. So first of all, the Lions of Liberty Pride, we are making some tweaks, some changes to our tier structure um, in the Pride. You know, if you, you join the Pride, you can join at $5, $10, $15, $25 and, and on from there, a uh, monthly subscription. We are making a change at our $10 level now. If you join at $10 or more, you are going to get access to 15% off coffee at Run Your Mouth Coffee. Run Your Mouth Coffee is a coffee company founded by myself and Ben Panji. It's something we're, we're very proud of um, with a focus on uncensored speech and delicious fresh roasted coffee. Um, my favorite blend that we have there is called Rebellion Beans. The uh, unique part about the Rebellion Beans is they are, before roasting, they sit in a bourbon barrel for 30 days. And then when you order, they're pulled out of that bourbon barrel, they are roasted, and they are sent to your doorstep. Just absolutely phenomenal coffee. So please, to get that discount, 15% off at Run Your Mouth Coffee, you got to join the Pride at $10 or more and you'll get that discount code and uh, and be ready to go. So the second thing I wanted to talk about, Brian and I have put together some really cool new t-shirts at the Lions of Liberty store. And I should say you can get discounts um, by being a Lions of Liberty Pride member. You're going to get at a minimum a 20% discount in our Lions of Liberty store. So it's another incentive to join the Pride. Um, our two new t-shirt designs are freaking awesome. Um, one of them came from one of my recent episodes where I said, uh, television only exists as filler for pharmaceutical commercials. Well, we made that into a t-shirt. Brian made the design. I love it. And it's uh, it's for sale at lionsofliberty.store. The second one Brian came up with, it's, it's remarkable too. It says, uh, Big Pharma making myocarditis, ariocarditis. Um, it's got the uh, the needle on there with uh, with the heart. It's really really a unique design. I'm sure to catch eyes. So go to lionsliberty.store and check those out. I want to get to today's interview with my guest today. We're going to be talking about the broken public education system. We're going to be talking about the changing landscape of careers and entrepreneurship and how we can use technology to really leverage our talents and uh, and set ourselves apart. So let's get into today's interview. All right, we are live here to the Lions of Liberty Pride, and I am joined here today by Joel Bine. He's the CEO of Career Hackers and founder of New Orleans Chamber of Players. So the way that I found Joel, or should I should say the way that he, that he found me, it's one thing that we're going to talk about later. Um, he's going to talk about a way to stand out and really separate yourself in interviews and resumes and things like that. 
Um, and we'll talk about that when we get to it, but a very unique way to, to approach someone about um, coming on a podcast, which I think is really cool. And um, Joel start, got started out working with Isaac Morehouse. If you remember, Isaac Morehouse was on Lions of Liberty um, back with Mark Clare, I believe almost exactly a year ago today. Um, and Isaac has done some revolutionary work with uh, Praxis and Crash, um, just revolutionizing really the way that that businesses um, are really showing business in an entirely di- different way and the, the idea of getting a job in a different way. So we'll talk about all of that stuff with Joel. I'm looking forward to it. Joel, welcome to Finding Freedom. Thanks so much, John. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the show. And I gave you a little intro about you there, but could you give my audience a little more background on yourself and uh, really what's what's led you down this path? I mean, we'll talk about career hackers and that stuff, but what's what's led you down this path to uh, entrepreneurship? Yeah, totally. So I've always been a very passion and purpose-driven person. And my first passion was and is classical music. And I went full into that in in high school and, and then chose to study music in college, in undergraduate degree, and studying trumpet, and then eventually fell in love with conducting, um, waving the baton, and yeah, that, yeah. that that seed was all planted there at that time of my life, and I followed that very deeply throughout college, eventually pursuing a master's degree in conducting, and eventually starting the group that you mentioned, New Orleans Chamber Players, which is my my nonprofit professional level um, chamber music organization where I conduct a couple of concerts a year. And I've, I've conducted orchestras and bands and wind ensembles and throughout my, throughout my life. But that was my first passion and went full into that. But, you know, when I was in college, I sort of had this other seed planted for a second passion and purpose which was my philosophy of education. And so I was actually studying officially music education in my undergrad and becoming preparing to become certified to teach music in, in the K through 12 school system, mm-hmm. public school system. And I was, I, I had chosen that certification pathway partly because I was a little, I wasn't sure I wasn't super confident about my musical skills and if I could make it as a performer without having that sort of uh, credential to, to fall back on, so to speak, at least that's, that was my 17 year old, 18 year old, like type thinking back then. Um, but I also was interested in working with young people and, and sort of sharing my, my passion for music. But I really started thinking about what is education? My sort of critical thinking mind started uh, unfolding in those years and I was asking myself while I'm going through this training program, this is like a really, this is a teacher training program that's been around for a hundred plus years at this particular college in New York state. And I was like, wait, what is education? How do, how do children learn? What is the best way for mm-hmm. that to happen? And I started asking these questions and I realized pretty quickly that no one else was asking these questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, when I was asking questions about like, is it really the best approach to like just motivate kids by giving them like gold stars and grades and stuff like that um, in this school system and realized that, that those types of questions were, were, weren't really welcome 
But, and so I was just sort of my own sort of journey through education on my own and eventually came to the School Sucks podcast, which your listeners might know in the mm-hmm. sort of liber- liberty world of, uh, created by Brett Vinat back in 2009. Um, the School F- Sucks Fellow podcast. Pittsburgher, at least he used to That's live right. in Pittsburgh. Not sure if he still does. Yeah, he's still there. Uh, so yeah, I found his podcast in like a month after he started it. In September 2009, I found it. And I was just finishing my, uh, starting my senior year of college and I was starting to do the student teaching experience. And so that once I found his podcast, everything just, re- the, the fire really blew up and I started obsessing about that topic and learning about John Taylor Gatto and the history of the school system. And so all that's to say that I ended up, actually ended up going and working in the school system for several years throughout my 20s. Um, with that master's degree in the middle of it, I actually ended up working in different from teaching kids from grade four through 12 for, in, in two different jobs for eight years. Um, what, what was that like working? So working in, in the school system as you're learning about everything that's wrong yeah. with the school system, what was it's, that experience like? It was quite the sort of dissonance to be honest. Um, yeah. where I found myself going into the system knowing that I actually actually wanted the system to be abolished fundamentally. Cause by the time I had listened to a hundred episodes of Brett's show, I was like, Oh wait, no, we need to create entirely new paradigms based on free markets and so forth. But I, I had all this momentum and I kept going into it and I weighed sort of weighed the cost benefit and I decided to still go in, but it was tough to be in that environment when you, you're surrounded by this, this culture of, of coercion basically where the whole system is funded through coercion. And then you have the, the environment of kids being told what to do all day and having very little choice. Now I had a little bit, it was a little bit better for me with my students because there was an, it was an arts elective class. So I wasn't forcing geometry down their throats and many of the kids enjoyed it, but I was still in this greater environment of that compulsory type of, of atmosphere and and I just didn't believe in the system and it was really hard to be my true self. Like it was just, I felt like I my salary depended upon me butting my lip and all these things. And so throughout those years, it was quite hard, but I kept, I kept kind of, you know, forging my path and developing my worldview. Cause I didn't necessarily, I didn't necessarily have that all clarified in my early twenties, but it was through Brett's show where I really started getting clarity about, um, philosophy and psychology and my, my, my principle, the principle of the worldview. And then mm-hmm. fast forward to 2016 is when I found Isaac Morehouse and he came on school sucks and he was talking about praxis and entrepreneurship and this whole possibility of creating, criticizing the system through creativity, through entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and saying, Hey, we don't need college to to land a job anymore and that can actually through it uh, changing the incentives if we can make college obsolete then this k-12 system can dissolve and parents and families can see like oh there's there's new ways to to get a quote-unquote good job and launch a career because that's that's really the underlying that's that's the carrot that's dangling at the end of the the K through 12 system is like, this is how you get a good job, you know? Um, but when we can create new paradigms and say, Hey, here's an, 
a totally fresh um, way to to launch a career and and not just you don't there's not two choices of have a good job or just like work fast food like you can you can have you can launch a career and get a good job without a degree without all these mm-hmm. permission slips right but there's all this fear that you're just going to work at fast food the rest of your life if you don't go to college and all these things so this idea of creating a new option in the marketplace what Isaac was pitching was so compelling to me because I had all this energy like I was all fired up about not only because I was by that time I'd been listening to school sucks for seven years and I was like yes we need new paradigms but I was still in the system at that point yeah and I was like I was like all this energy for me personally and so when I found Praxis I just started going 1000% in like um, listening to every podcast that Isaac was on and and reading all his blogs and and um, just started taking his advice about starting your own blog and building your own brand and building a website and and starting to build a portfolio and started started doing that. I did his thirty day blogging challenge is one thing he suggests to do. And then um, I started my nonprofit and I was building building that sort of portfolio project for my online brand as well and cr- trying to create that signal that I could showcase to to maybe break in to to the private sector and make a career change um Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean to kind of kind of wrap it up and fast forward a little bit more is eventually i made that i mean i was knocking on the practice door i i I pitched isaac a couple times i went out and met him in person and and he knew that i was interested but i didn't quite like have that value prop there for him there wasn't the fit and i didn't quite get opportunities to work for him. But then in 2020, um, he had built crash by that point and crash being the, the software tool where you can send a video directly to a company to stand out instead of sending a resume. And this idea of scaling the, this praxis approach of launching career without college and helping people in any stage of life, integrate that approach, not just like as a college alternative. So crash was created right when I was like, all right, you know what? This is it. I- I'm done with the school system. I was, I was fully ready at that point to make a shift. And I started pitching companies like in the private sector, um, mainly like sales roles. And I still kind of, I still wanted to work for Isaac ultimately, but I wasn't sure if I was ready. I mean, I, I just thought, you know, I'll just get some experience in working in another startup company, et cetera. And so I started pitching companies and had amazing results. This is right in spring 2020. <laughs> My first pitch was going out like in March 2020. It was, it was quite the time. And, and but I was still getting results. I was getting all these interviews. I had no sales experience formally, but I was getting, mm-hmm. uh, like an 80% interview rate <laughs> for these pitches because it was so rare for a company to get something that was customized and humanized and creative and cut through so, the noise. So what, what types of things were you doing with, with the pitches that would be different than the normal? Yeah. So the normal was, was sending a resume and clicking apply and, and mm-hmm. waiting, maybe doing a little bit of networking. Most people might do a little bit of that, but I was just like, forget the job posting. Let me create a custom video and find a decision maker at this company 
and email directly to them and follow up with them until they reply back. So that took a little bit of preparation. So, but not too much. Like you spend, I mean, some companies, depending on which company I was most, most invested in, I would spend more time preparing than others. But sometimes you just put 30 minutes, 60 minutes in of research, just to learn a little bit about the company, what their mission is, what their product is, maybe what their pain point might be. And even just doing some initial research and then being able to speak into a video pitch into the camera and say, Hey, I love your mission to X, Y, Z, whatever their mission is, even just reflecting that back in initial part of a video pitch, all of a sudden you are, I mean, the fact that you're sending a video is like making it really colorful to begin with, but then you're articulating to them that you know their mission statement. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. actually pretty simple. The bar is so low that almost no one's doing this. That if you do that, it's like, wow, this person cares about us. Um, so I would do yeah, that. And, and just to just to butt in for a minute, I can speak yeah. about this. I mean, you weren't applying for a job to come to come on uh, this show, but you were asking if you could come on as a guest, and you you did something similar by by sending a video, and it's the first video I've ever received of anybody you know asking to come on the show that way. And I mean, I'll tell you immediately when I saw it was different. I before I even heard you speak, I said I want to have this guy on the show because it was so different. Um, but it's it, yeah, it, it's amazing because it's we get so used to in this world of you know email is a certain way that you're just expecting to 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 read something or you're expecting to get clickbait or or whatever. And when you get somebody addressing you and talking to you and saying your name and listing things about your company. It's like, wait a minute here. This person is actually interested. This is this is different. Oh, it's amazing. And I and I've been at this for a few years now. Uh, it's like the the water in which I swim. But then uh, it's still novel for me. So I I hired a person to to do our t- our new TikTok channel, and she found out about the opportunity, and she sent me a video pitch as well as like two free samples of videos for the TikTok, And she totally crushed it, like embodying this mindset. And I, I re-experienced, like I experienced from the, the hiring standpoint, oh, wow. Like this is, a, there's no way I'm not talking to this person. Mm-hmm. And she just, it was just blew, my, blew me away. And like, I felt this feeling of excitement and like giddiness because someone was pitching my company that I'm putting all my, my heart and soul into. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's such a powerful tool. We just needed to kind of pause and think about how you can be a little bit more imaginative, you know? Right. Right. So let's, let's talk about career hackers then. Cause I feel like that's, that's where we're, we're leading towards, towards, right. So, so how did you end up, with the idea for career hackers and tell us a little bit about the the company and, and what it does. So career hackers grew out of crash. Um, and we rebranded, um, in spring 2022. So yeah, just, yeah. So I, I pitched Isaac in that summer 2020, um, to work for crash and got my way, got my foot in the door and he wasn't hiring by the way, he wasn't hiring officially. And this is this was a real revelation to me that how much 
potential you have to work at a, especially a small, fast growing company, even if they're not advertising a position that you can create a role for yourself. So I kind of like wedged my way in and started wearing a lot of hats with this crash platform and doing customer support and doing blog articles, taking over the podcast, um, creating partnerships. Um, And we were trying to really scale the crash software tool to as many people as possible. Um, we ran into sort of a bit of a, an obstacle recognizing that a lot of people would sign up to use the platform, but then not actually follow through and create the video. And my, I did, I would do workshops with, with job hunters and I'd connect with people, do some coaching calls and realize that people just have the, uh, a lot of people just would have this resistance and this hesitation to doing something different mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And so I really realized, okay, the mindset is the, is number one and the way that you pitch is number two. So if you can integrate this sort of emboldened, empowered, creative approach of basically letting go of permission, basically the anti-schooled mindset, right? When we go to school, we learn to raise our hands to go to the bathroom and, and follow all the rules and all these things. And so what we're actually need to do for this mindset and this approach of pitching to scale is to focus on that inner game first and foremost. So that's sort of why we shifted towards career hackers as a brand to focus on, on media and our, our strength has always been content creation and blogs and podcasts and and now we're doing events and um, really just focusing in on, on um, sort of the mindset education. And we have a, a newsletter that's going out every single day called the daily job hunt. And that, that really started to catch some steam with, with building that subscriber base. And we've just doubled down on that as well. And so, yeah, it's, it's about, it's about um, supporting people in sort of reactivating their, their inner creativity and curiosity and empowerment, that sort of individuality that gets schooled out of us, right. Going, growing up mm-hmm. we're like before we go to school we're, we're we're asking why and we're we're creative and and then we learn to like sit down and shut up and follow the rules and so what, what i'm doing now is so focused on helping people like rekindle the curiosity and creativity inside of them say hey what do you you want to make a career change maybe uh well, what are you curious about oh like maybe you're curious to learn to code maybe just how we should do a 30 day project and just test out some, a course and learn to code. And then you can see how you feel about it and start building your portfolio and get some momentum going. Um, and it's like, it's rekindling that curiosity and creativity that can start to spark people's sense of like their, their, their underlying excitement. Cause ultimately we, we're, we're trying to help people come alive. Like our mission is to help people discover and do what makes them come alive and not just kind of show up and, so many people right now, like the majority of people are dissatisfied with their jobs yeah. and it's like, they're, they're more in this cog in a wheel, like just show up, clock in, clock out. And what I want to see is a world where people are actually looking forward to, to their work because they're aligned with it. And there's a sense of like inner agency and, and creativity and all those things. Essentially. And this isn't like a direct comparison, but um, I think it's it's uh, definitely definitely close. Um, 
when I look at the website, the career hackers website, you know, you see across the top, you know, fueling your mindset, burn your resume, um, build social capital, crush the interview, um, all, all these different really words and phrases that, that are not normal for a, a job hunting website. And essentially what this looks like to me is it's really what people should be learning in high school. <laughs> it's, you know, really l- learning how to, um, you know, communicate, learning how to put, you know, package your skills together. Like you talk about building a portfolio so you can actually do what you want to do. Right. Um, and it's, it's just so incredible that what, what, uh, what you're, what you're having to do, the, the problem that that's being solved with this venture here is one that's been created right by public schools. I mean, you got a conveyor belt of people coming off this assembly line for public schools that don't know how to get what they want. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's that's it. That's it. All goes back to the school system. The school system is is the preparation for the careers, right? So, what we're trying, the new paradigm that we're trying to create with career hackers is to step off the conveyor belt. And again, embody this mindset, which is basically the antithesis of what you learn in school. And it's de-schooling that mindset and learning that you don't need to wait for permission. You don't need to be afraid to fail. I mean, how often do we just implicitly learn that failure is bad and I might even be punished if you get an, uh, uh, any red, a red pen marking on your paper in school mm-hmm. or you get the wrong answer on the test? And you, you learn that like, oh, you got a, a, you got a C minus, that's bad. And you might even actually get punished. It's like, and so we, we learn to play it safe and not take risks and not fail, right? But as we know, when we think about it, like most entrepreneurs and most successful people are the ones who are willing to go for it and, and, and learn through failure, right? So many entrepreneurs will fail in their early days because they, but that's the, the building blocks for their success. Right. But what we're taught through the school system is avoid failure. And then and don't go after what you actually want and just play it safe and just show up to the job. That's going to pay you, you know? So when we can just flip the entire script. So like, yeah, like the, the, the language on the website is very intentional to say, mm-hmm. take like build social capital. Most people call that networking. And I rarely, very rarely use that term because there's this connotation of like, here we go, I'm going to check the box for now I'm supposed to network and get people to help me. (laughs) No, 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 opposite. I I collected people's business cards. I did a good job. I did it. I did a good job. I got a sticker. No, like create value and give give people value. And then all that's going to work out. So we talk about like write, write handwritten thank you notes um, unsolicited, like, um, you know, invite people, uh, on like one way, one way to create social capital is to start a podcast and invite people on the podcast. And then mm-hmm. you give them a chance to tell their story. So like, I, I, I mean, I pitched you on the podcast, but like, I'm you, we, um, you're building social capital with me because you are having me on. And I feel, I feel nice. And, uh, I feel special because I get to tell my story. So then like now we have a connection. And it's not about like yeah. measuring 
uh, how much social capital do I have in my account and, and like quantifying it. It's just like a framework for like, how do you build value and think about the other party's perspective? So you'll build social capital with a company if you pitch them with a customized video because you are talking directly to them and their mission and you feel that excitement. They feel that excitement and everything. So it's, it's about value creation and thinking about how can I serve other people? How can I benefit other people? Not in a self-sacrificial way, but actually in a self-interested way. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it, will, it will only serve me if I look to, to create value outside. Yeah, I, I forget the, the quote exactly, but from uh, Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People, he talks about um, you know, being authentic and helping other people. I mean, you're, yes, yes, you're doing it to you know, build a relationship and, you know, to, to, to help yourself. But if you're doing it in an authentic way to help them, then that's, that's going to shine through. I wish I could remember the actual quote, but I think uh, yeah. I forget the idea. He says, he also says something that we like to repeat, which is uh, to be interesting, be interested. Mm, yes. So that goes back to following your curiosity. If you, if you want to be remembered by people, ask them questions that are interesting and actually be there again, authentic to your own curiosity and then let them get, have that platform to speak and just be genuinely interested. And so that applies for like meeting a person that applies to a company, huh? This company is building this product to help make software tools more efficient for a companies and then their suite of tools or whatever. Okay. Why did this, why did this company create this? Like, okay, what, problems might they be having right now? What friction points? I'm, I'm actually curious. I'm, you kind of turn on that, that muscle that again was extinguished out of you in school because you were just never given the chance to follow your mm-hmm. own curiosities. You were just told to just do these assignments that are, that are mandated. But curiosity is about looking inward and asking and starting from that sort of internal motivation. And when you start there, then you start you start cultivating this mindset. I 100% agree with that. And it, it's it's something that it's a it's a learned behavior. I mean, because yep. because like you said, it's not something that we're, you know, we're taught in school. We're we're kind of taught taught the opposite. We're not taught to ask questions and and be curious and um, question authority or or even just how to have a conversation. We're really I mean n- none of that is even encouraged in school. You're you're taught to. Um it's not a it's not a back and forth. Um I, I wanted to to ask you about, you know, really the the current state of the economy. I mean, who knows where it's heading? We know there's been rampant inflation if we look like year over year inflation from November of 21 or November of 2022 to 21 into 20, it's something like that two-year time frame is almost like 16 or 18 percent inflation. Per the official numbers, it's probably way more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, and from a standpoint of also kind of on the side of entrepreneurship, like side hustles, creating alternative streams of income, um, is is that something that? that you talk about with uh, career hackers is maybe not just focusing on one career, but diversif- uh, you know, diversification of income. Is, is that something that's a yeah, totally. focus? Yeah. The idea of a career is almost becoming obsolete. 
when we, we use the term career because it's so commonplace mm-hmm. in our vernacular, but really you have more and more technological decentralization going on with remote work, for example, and the opportunity to, to bring in income online and create those side projects and do that, you know, do that e-commerce store or whatever. There's so many different ways to bring in income when you, when you zoom out and you compare it to 1991 or something. Yeah. And you realize, wait, there's an abundance of possibilities. And it's really just a matter of starting and focusing on something and then and going from there. So not, not getting overwhelmed by the, all the choices, but just choosing something. So, yeah, I mean, if you get creative and imaginative, then you can go beyond just having a job, right? Um, at our last event, I interviewed someone, Taylor Pearson, wrote a book called the end of jobs he wrote this back in 2015 and he was kind of t- looking at the economic trajectory of of this whole basically like 20th, 20th century blueprint of you know work at a job from nine to five and all that stuff and he was basically forecasting like all these different economic forces are at play and there's gonna be more and more entrepreneurial um opportunity as well as necessity to become entrepreneurial in your mindset and that it might take more, there's more of a responsibility because you're not just showing up and conforming to this company's mold, but you, you're, you're, you're creating that sense of self empowerment and looking at yourself as a company. I'm, I'm the CEO of me incorporated. We'd like to talk about. And so that means you can, you can pitch your services. Like you have customers, which are <laughs> maybe it's a company, maybe you're, and there's different ways to look at it. We have these different w- words, like you're a full-time employee or you're a contractor or, mm-hmm. but these are all just kind of shortcuts. All that really matters is you're trading services to a, to certain degrees, whether that's a certain number, certain uh, amount of value that maybe that's only ends up being 10 hours a week. Well, 10 hours a week doesn't actually matter anyway. What matters is value. Um, And so this sort of like nine to five sort of mindset, I think in the next 10, 20 years, we're going to like 20 years from now, I think that's going to be very like, it's going to have dissolved quite a bit Um, because what actually matters is value creation. So I think right now in terms of the economy, I think there's an opportunity um, for people to, to get more creative and to tap into a sense of, of entrepreneurship and actually rather than contracting in, into a fear state. And so I just got to cling on to this thing that I, this, this job that I don't like and, and hope that I keep it. Like I would say quit your job. Like if you're dissatisfied uh, and go create value for a company that's interesting to you, go build a portfolio, do a blog, start documenting new skills you're learning, go on, Coursera or Skillshare, learn about marketing or coding or anything, <laughs> customer mm-hmm. service. There's so much out there on those types of websites to go take a course that's five hours and then do blog posts with screencasts about what you're learning and you build a, you build a documentation for what you are learning and you become your own credential. Then you can show that when you pitch a company, hey, look, this is what I'm learning. I'm working on this course. I'm like, you're showing your growth mindset. 
You're showing the skills you have. You don't need to just rely on some boring resume. So there's all this opportunity to go say, what am I curious about? What skills could I build? So curiosity, creativity, and then empowerment. How can I go pitch myself, send the video, send that portfolio and find, find opportunities, companies that are interesting to you, that are exciting to you. You know, like with, with, with my story, it's like, I, I was just obsessed with, with Isaac's mission and I've just gone full in with that. Now you don't necessarily need to find your one obsession, but just mm-hmm. start with something that's that's fairly interesting to you and that, you, that like doesn't suck. You know, <laughs> if you're at a job that sucks, then you like turn up the volume on like that discontentment you feel and don't suppress it. Like really feel like feel that discontentment and then say maybe now with this economy is the perfect opportunity to go pitch myself into a new role. That's exciting because. Companies crave someone who's going to have that that sort of forward tilt, that extra 110% type of energy and creating value without permission. So if you can start integrating this mindset, it might not happen overnight. It didn't happen for me overnight when I first heard about this type of stuff of like doing a project for a company for free without them asking you. And that was like, whoa, that was, but that, you know, that's something that you can learn and start building some momentum and you can start cultivating this entrepreneurial mindset. Even if you don't do it overnight, like get started with it. And that's, I mean, that's something that took me a while to really understand um, that doing something for free for someone can be really beneficial, can be mutually beneficial. Um, Cause you're, you're kind of taught like, you know, don't, don't give away anything for free, but yeah. it's, it's sort of that short, short-term mindset, not people not looking at the, the long-term and uh, the opportunities that, that that could create. And even uh, with myself personally, um, I still do work in a, a corporate job, but I work remotely for a company on the other side of the country. And I left a job where I was working in a cubicle nine to five that I hated. Um, but by making that change, I've totally freed up and made my life so much more flexible that I'm able to to spend time on more time on the, on a podcast and, yeah. and more time on, you know, several different uh, side businesses. So th- I think there's lots of different ways to approach it. And I mean, I, I like what you said, you know, if you're in a job you hate really sit in that, I mean, just sit in that f- mm-hmm. for, for a minute, sit in that, you know, disgust that you're in and really think about why you hate it. What do you hate about it? What, what are the things you wish you could change? What, what are the the worst parts? Is, is it the commute? Is it the people you work with? Is it being in a in an office? And think about things you'd want to change. What would you like? Would you like flexibility with your time? Um, would you like to work in a totally different field? So, I think that's great advice. And if you are going to quit your job, um, I think sometimes for a lot of people, the best thing they can do is is to quit their job or to, or to get laid off, um, because oftentimes that gives people yeah. you know the initiative and the the kick in the pants to uh, to make the change that they need to make. But <clears throat> yeah, you need, to, you need to do what's best for you, and only you know that. So I always like to give that caveat about advice in general is. The mother of all advice is to think critically and creatively about your own situation and how that mm-hmm. advice applies to you. So I can't tell you to quit your job, 
you like you need to decide that. But what I'm saying is like, look at that as a real option and see that there maybe is a lot of potential there. And again, yeah, turn up the volume on that discontentment. Cause that was, that was my story. I was really, it was really starting to get to me um, in those last couple of years working in the school system. I just remember feeling every time I walk in the building at the beginning of the day, I just like felt all this crappy feelings in my, in my gut and like didn't even want to open the door. And, and it was, it was like this, 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 this sense of disgust and fury and basically. Um, and so I, what I said is I'm going to channel that into creative action, right? So it's rather than I'm going to complain about it. Say, so what am I going to do to actually empower myself within my own sphere of control? And again, start with just momentum because this stuff doesn't necessarily happen overnight, of course. And then you don't also also don't need to have it all figured out with a plan with, with your with your business plan in place, uh, your your career change or your job change plan. Here's everything that's going to happen, and get, get it all mapped out. Like, no, 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 make it just let it be messier than that. And just start, just start building momentum and you'll know what to do as you, as you, as you get feedback from reality. Um, so I, th- I think one of the best things you can do is to start blogging and building that creative muscle, create every single day, doing something that no one assigned you to do. Then you start getting in that mindset of value creation Mm-hmm. I attribute all of, of my story that I've outlined to the fact that I started a blog in 2016 and took that advice to, to blog daily for 30 days that changed my life. And you can, you can read us. I wrote a blog post about that on career hackers about, about that story a little bit. Um, we talk a lot, a lot about the value of blogging daily so that you can build the creative muscle, build the portfolio, start building momentum, start building confidence in this value creation mindset. And then you can figure out, okay, now I got that. Look, I did 30 days of blogging and now I got this portfolio project. That's going to help my brand. That's going to help my signal. Okay. Now what's the next thing I'm going to do? You know? So the biggest thing is to, to get started. Is, is there anywhere in particular where you would encourage people if they, if they want to start a blog, if they're going to take your advice, I know Substacks big, is there a particular place where, where you point people? Yeah, I mean, we have a an article on how to how to build a website, how to build a blog. All these articles you can you can search for on Career Hackers. But um, you know, I would just keep it simple, and you can start Word, WordPress, you can start Weebly, you can start Wix. Mm-hmm. Um, there's all these there's all these um, website Squarespace. Like actually, the first website I ever made was Squarespace, and you can just get started yeah. and they'll make the templates really easy for you. And there's not the, the there's very little to do from a technical standpoint. Um, so like first thing I did was, was a Squarespace website eventually changed to WordPress. So I could have more flexibility, but see, see those details aren't see a lot of people are going to be like, Oh, now I need to make sure I have everything decided ahead of time. What you can do is just create a minimum viable product, create the mm-hmm. boring, the, the basic, not boring, but basic, like free Weebly website or whatever, Squarespace, and then just start writing. And then you can decide to 
to be at a better website later, you know, but I do recommend getting a website up because then you can just start writing right on there and you don't even need to worry about having an audience. It's just the thing. Like the thing about blogging is that the value is, is really about your ability to, to learn to create and to overcome the fear of publishing something in public. Cause that's a huge lesson you learn from blogging is actually finishing what you write and then publishing it. Even if you feel unsure that it's, it's like quote unquote good enough um, or what people are going to think about it. Actually, what's probably going to happen is no one's going to read it when you first start. <laughs> but like, that's okay. Cause it's still valuable to start building that muscle. Yeah. And if you do go pitch a job or an opportunity, then they'll look you up and they see, you know, joelbind.com, they see they see first name, last name.com and they see you have some something to say. You're signaling. This is what Isaac would talk about a lot when he was when he was building Praxis mm-hmm. and the signaling mechanism is what what you're you're tapping into. What the college degree used to do uh, is be the, the main signal for whether you're a reputable person. But you can become your own credential and signal on your own through the World Wide Web. And so building that portfolio and that brand with the website and just getting that ball rolling, then then uh, you can become your own credential. But yeah, again, the, the, the main thing is to just get momentum going and don't let perfection be the enemy of good and uh, have that action bias. I love that. I think that's all fantastic advice. And also, like you said, you started off with a 30-day challenge. So you made a commitment, right, that you're going to blog every single day. Do you think that's important to have a commitment like that so you're going to do it every single day when you first get started? I think it's a great way to, to catalyze you uh, because it creates a frame where it's just long enough, where it's substantial and it's a challenge and you're going to grow from it if you execute it. But it's still short enough where your subconscious is like, all right, well, it's only 30 days in my life mm-hmm. and I can, I can do that. Right. And then you can decide at the end of the 30 days, what to do next. So then it's not just like, okay, now I'm going to become a blogger. And then it's this open-ended indefinite, Oh, I'm going to add this huge thing into my life. And then your subconscious is like, nah, that's too much of a commitment. I'm not going to even start. But when you create the frame, and you create that external uh, end game of say thirty days, or even just say fourteen days. There's mm-hmm. no, there's no, there's no rules. No, this isn't school, right? You can do whatever you want. Um, <laughs> if you create the frame, and then and then your subconscious can be like, all right, I can I can do that. And then you get this sprint, and you start building the muscle. And then what happened for me was I was like, oh, let's keep going. I did it sixty days. Um, I just kept going because it was so exciting. Um, but yeah, it's a great way. When I started my first podcast, I said, okay, my goal is to, because I was trying to start to connect to that whole Praxis world. And I said, I'm going to interview 10 people who finished the Praxis program, 10 participants or alum of Praxis. And that's my frame. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was huge. That was a great way to get myself into the ecosystem. And I ended up building really close friendships with some of those people. And, and I was following my interests and my excitement. And I, and I just created that sort of that frame once again, 
to help me get get started. So important. Um, I hope people are taking notes on this or starting to do it right now, starting that blog. Um, I wanted to ask you about, so with Career Hackers, you guys have an event coming up soon. Can you talk about that yeah. a little bit? Yeah, so this is our second major live event where we started that in October of 2022, our, our Supercharger Career events. And the first one was a, was a blast of, of just, that one was two days packed of just energizing conversations um, with entrepreneurs and thought leaders and influencers in the career space and who are talking about creativity and talking about proof of work and being your own credential and what to do instead of going back to school. And um, we had almost a thousand people register for that. And it was just so, it was so energizing and just realizing that so many people, I, I got the opportunity to interview so many of these thought leaders and, and I was just energized, reinvigorated myself, realizing that all like the people who have had a, a legitimate breakthrough and effectiveness in building a, a solid career, they did it through offering to work for free or learning on their own or creating a mock project and so forth. So anyway, we had our first event and our second event's coming up. It's going to be just one day this time, but it's still going to be substantial. It's February 9th, all day, virtual, live event, free. You can register at superchargedcareer.com superchargedcareer.com and we're going to have guests like Ken Coleman who's um, the career coach personality with uh, Dave Ramsey his company and when we're talking to him we're going to be talking to a woman named Ana Lorena Fabrega who is also a former teacher actually and now an entrepreneur and she's working with like Elon Musk's um, new school that he created synthesis school. And we're going to be talking about this. Like I'm not, I'm going to talk with her specifically about the schooled schooled mindset and what it actually takes to, to launch a career and what the future of work really is. And mm. she's, she's really big about creating, creating new paradigms in education. And, and she also has this background as a teacher um, but we're going to be connecting those dots. Like we started in this, on this conversation, but diving in deeper about like, Hey, if you really want to, to really forge your path and, and future proof your career in the 21st century, you need to look at this, this mindset conditioning that you basically got in school yeah. and, and start to unhinge that. Um, so I'm going to talk to her and, um, several other, other speakers. You can see it on, see it on the website and we'll have a, a live podcast and Q and A and, It'll be a fun time. So uh, we'd love to see people there. If you're all curious to to start um, traveling down a new path or even just to start equipping yourself for this, again, this sort of ec- economic climate where it's easy to to fall into that slight, slight fear state, right? But what we're saying is now's the time more than ever is to focus on what's between the ears and and if you can become empowered with the mindset, then you realize that you'll have security. You'll have job security or whatever you want to call it. 
because you can you can always be in that value creation mindset and always be valuable in the marketplace because you you've integrated this mindset. So that's not, I'm just like, we can talk about like what to say in an interview or how to get a, a better salary, how to shoot a video pitch. And we're going to, we're going to have stuff. We're going to talk about that type of stuff, but like what matters at the, the root of it is that sense of 21st century entrepreneurial type mindset. Yeah, that's, that's really it, it really is a mindset shift. And you talked about, you know, s- stepping away from the fear and, you know, what, what causes that fear? What causes the fear is the unknown, the uncomfortable. And, you know, in order, in order to get past that, um, you have to either gain, uh, you know, some, some understanding or a skill or, you know, a, a new, a new way of doing things. So it's not unknown anymore. I think that's that's really powerful stuff, um, Joel. I, I did want to ask you before I let you go if you could share just uh, all of your links where people can get in touch with you. If you can say uh, one more time how people can sign up for that Career Hackers event on February 9th, and anything else that um, you want to yeah, let my, let my audience know about. Thanks so much. Yeah, it's been a, a blast this conversation. So the event is superchargedcareer.com, superchargedcareer.com. And again, that's happening on February 9th. And then Career Hackers is careerhackers.com. And you go to the homepage there and you can sign up right, right on the sidebar for our, our daily newsletter, the daily job hunt. So like if you like getting this, this type of uh, mindset juice, if you will, um, that I've been talking about, then I'm just I'm running that newsletter every single morning, going out six days a week, super short, and it's always just a little burst of motivation. So again, that's you can find that at CareerHackers.com, and uh, yeah, my website's JoelBind.com. Um, reach out to me, you know, my email address is on there on my website, and always game to hear from people and I, I'm here to support you. I'm, I'm really makes me come alive to help people come alive. Like that's, that's, that's my, that's the journey. That's what the journey has been for me. Um, is, is, is a lot of that, that process that I've talked about is, is on de-schooling my own mind and starting and starting to figure out what actually makes me come alive. And I guess the last thing I'll say there is like, it was a process for me to, to realize that I wanted to go in this new direction because I was on the track. I had this master's degree. I was on track to, I could have gotten a doctorate and become a professor of music. And I had all this status Mm -hmm. in that world. And, and I could have just done that. That was the path that was presented to me. But I realized through my introspection that what really made me come alive was to go forge my own path and make a dent in, in, in paradigms and seeking to change the world with these insane school systems and these insane, insane governmental systems. Let's go do something to make a dent on that. So that's all to say is that it was, it was, it was a process over years for me. And so at this place in my story, I'm really fired up to help people and support people in, in their own journey. So feel free to reach out. Yeah, Joel, I, I like the way you put that. Change the world, and you know, I, I think it's it's so important. I just want to encourage people again to really 
you know, look into career hackers to, to look into everything Joel is doing. Because I think a lot of the time people in, in this space, the freedom, liberty space, you know, we kind of get caught up a lot in the politics and the news and the kind of woe is me and the, the culture and all of this stuff. And that's that all has its place. But if we're going to actually, like you just said, change the world and have an effect, which we can more so, I think, than any other time in history, more easily, we have the tools at our fingertips. Um, I think this is the way to do it. I think this is one of the ways to do it for sure. So I encourage my listeners to check it out. And, and Joel, thanks again for coming on the show. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I really just, I just want to echo what you just said about that, because I know uh, it's easy to get fired up by, by, by looking at the the news and, and so forth. And like you mentioned the inflation numbers earlier in the show, mm-hmm. and I, I was starting to get like, get, get fired up about that. But see, but then the, the question is, what can you do with that energy, right? When you get mm-hmm. fired up about what's happening, say, what can I do in my own life to, to, to change my own life? And then by, by, um, as an, a ripple effect, change the world. So thanks so much again for, for having me, John. I appreciate it. Good stuff. Joel Bunn. Okay, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview today with Joel Bine. Uh, just a really unique guy. I really, personally, I enjoyed speaking with Joel, a really thoughtful, thoughtful person. And I love so much when people, instead of just talking about things and bitching about things on Twitter, or, you know, saying, well, I I wish things were different, then I could do this, or I wish things were different, and I could do that. When they actually implement changes, and they they create systems, not only for themselves, but for others, to help other people to succeed. And I love that Joel is doing that. I really, really want to uh, encourage everyone here to support what he is doing. And you can check out everything that we talked about on the show, uh, all of his projects. You can go to the show notes page at lionsofliberty.com to check all of that out. I um, really, really had a great time today speaking with Joel. Just want to remind you one more time what I mentioned at the top with the uh, the new perk in the Lions of Liberty Pride. That's for $10 and up members. You get 15% off coffee at Run Your Mouth Coffee. Um, The code will be there um, in Patreon. If for some reason you can't find the code and you're like, I need to buy my coffee, just send me an email, john at lionsofliberty.com. And secondly, the new t-shirt designs, the big farmer designs, check them out. Lionsofliberty.store. You will not regret it. And that's all I have for today, guys. we got some new listeners today. Some old listeners, of course, are always back. Um, but we are grateful for, for everyone, especially for our Pride members and for those who share the show and for those who leave a nice five-star rating and a review um, at Apple Podcast, especially, because that is best for the algorithm, my friends. But this is John Odermatt signing off for this week. I'll see you all next week, or or you will hear my voice next week. I will not see you. You might see me if you're watching on YouTube or, uh, or Rumble or Odyssey. But uh, enjoy your week. Be safe out there. And always remember to keep your head up and the fire is liberty burning. Oh,